Hoffaday and welcome to another episode of A Fistful Italian. I'm your host, Jenna Gancharfra, senior producer for KUAM News. Now remember, make sure to head on over to soundcloud.com slash KUAM News and subscribe to the KUAM Podcast Network. You can get this, um, you can follow this podcast as well as all the other cool podcast shows that we have lined up. You have Hang Time with Vic and Ty, you have Boca Talks with Jess Rosario and his lovely wife Angela, and you have so many more. So make sure to subscribe so you can get alerted any time a new podcast happens to pop up. And uh, speaking of new podcasts, we have a new episode of A Fistful of Talent today. And before I introduce him, um, I wanted to kind of talk about... um, the show fistful of talent why i wanted to um do the show was it was actually i wanted to use it as a platform to um for people to share their journeys their stories and these are people from entrepreneurs um athletes um musicians you know you name it and it was their opportunity to share the story of of their journey on chasing their dream, you know, whatever that may be. And um, so I had entered, I wanted to have a friend of mine come in and join me for this particular podcast for two reasons. One, I wanted to kind of check up on him and see how he's been doing and is at his new uh, place of employment. And two, I wanted to kind of get him to share his story about everything that's been um, going on and what made him decide uh, to become a firefighter. So with that being said, I wanted to introduce uh, my friend, Elias Marfalin Hoffaday. Hoffaday, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me. I know I've been trying to nudge you to to come on and and, uh, join me for this podcast, and, and I'm so glad you took the time out. I know you know, time off from your job is very precious, mm-hmm. and uh, for, for you to come in and, and you know, just kind of chit-chat a little bit about how everything's been going on, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, how we, how I got to know him was about maybe September, November, um, I was working on a news special called uh, First In, and it was basically um, documenting the journey of the 21st fire cycle, uh, 44 men and women, um, all in the cycle, in hopes to become a firefighter for the Guam Fire Department. And so in documenting, you know, of course I had to be there for a lot of their training, um, a lot of their classroom work, and I was in awe of all that you guys had to do, and I just, you know, for me, I wanted to find out, I guess, was being a firefighter something that you always wanted to do? Because I know before you even got into the cycle, you you know, you were uh, employed somewhere else, so I mean, was it something, though, that you had always kind of wanted to, to well, be? Mm, I wouldn't say, not quite. Um, it took me some time to figure it out. Uh, definitely was a work in progress. I believe my first application for any sort of fire service was right out of high school. I want to say it was like 2006 or seven. Uh, I think it was aircraft rescue for Gov Guam. They opened up and I threw it in just to see what was going to happen. Um, I don't think anybody got hired from that one. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Maybe it was something, you know, but that started the journey, I guess, of looking into the, you know, the career in general. Um, uh, not until I want to say I was about 20, 23, uh, I was taking some courses at University of Guam and I ran across anatomy and physiology and it just blew my mind, you know, how the body works and stuff like that. And uh, 
I wasn't really good in class, but we had a lecture. <laughs> yeah, the lecture, and then the second half of the you know the class was in lab. So I'm a very like hands-on kind of kinesthetic learner. So in the lab, I I, re- I did extremely well. Um, so kind of picking up on those cues, I was like, man, maybe I should, you know, venture into this a little more. I took medical terminology, um, and then it, I finally decided to go and pursue the EMT course uh, at the, G- the GCC. So I looked into that. I got into the EMT course. I want to say in, in 2014, fall 2014. And from there, I did some ride-alongs with the Guam Fire Department, and that's where I got hooked. It was just like the adrenaline of getting in the response mode, uh, seeing the camaraderie of the guys at the station, mm-hmm. and just like not not being, it. you weren't a part of that. You were just kind of observing, and that just made the drive like stick. Like I want to, I, I don't know, what it, whatever it's going to take, I'm going to yeah. go for it. I'm going for this full-blown. So I want to say from about 2014 on, I was consistent with applying. I, I I don't remember exactly how many times I applied, but I've any sort of fire service you can imagine on the island, any sort of volunteer route I could take mm, to just get your foot in the door. Yeah, just to do anything. Uh, constantly networking with people um, and seeing what those avenues would lead to, mm-hmm. and it finally came down to you know getting picked up for the twenty first cycle. So it was just crazy. Because <laughs> I know, too, it was a while before they actually opened. I mean, it had been, I think, uh, so many years before they mm-hmm. actually opened up a cycle. Yes. And by then, I'm not too sure what the numbers, but they were saying, I, I want to say, um, a thousand or more applicants, yeah. you know, wanting yeah. to, to get into the cycle mm-hmm. and then to kind of narrow it down to, four, you know, 45 at the time. Um, when you got word that you were selected... <laughs> I mean, what was your your reaction? Of course, had to be like it was it was in, insane. Like uh, I actually had been so driven to get into the fire service that uh, I knew I couldn't do it. Well, I don't want to say I knew I couldn't do it here, but the, the the time frame that lapsed, you know, from the time we applied to, I was just getting so itchy to get yeah. in. So what happened was I was working at the court at the time and I knew I had a timeline in my mind I said I have to make it in before a certain time or I have to move abroad so I saw opportunities to uh, do it elsewhere mm-hmm. and I actually swore into active duty Air Force um, with the hopes of getting into the fire service so it was interesting I did that in on June 1st 2017 mm-hmm. and I was waiting uh, I was waiting for four months, approximately three to four months, to get into the fire cycle. So then they started picking up speed with the 21st Guam fire cycle, and they were saying, hey, we're inviting you to test. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I just swore in. I can't just get out of the military. I don't know how that works. I think I'm going to get discharged, right? And this, all these things are running through my mind, and I was ready to leave the island, you know, in hopes of going. So I went, and I just took the test, passed the test. I hear that. Yeah, the number that you gave, about 1,000 applicants, mm-hmm. you know, some say 4,000, some three, I have, I have no idea. But I guess that dwindled from 1,000 to about 120 or so after the test. So my, as my chances <laughs> got higher and higher, I was like, go home and I'll just like scratch my head, like, what am I going to do? So I had to keep all of this kind of like on the low. I didn't want to tell my recruiter that, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, leaving the military. I never got into the military. You're like, psych! Yeah. I never went to basic or anything, but I'm here in the back of my mind. The cycle was picking up speed. 
they get invited to the physical. Mm -hmm. So there's, yeah, there's the written test, the physical, and then the interview board before the uh, fire cycle. I pass the physical, and then I get invited to the interview board. I do the interview, and I, I don't know from there. It's sort of a month and a half or so of, of time. And by that time, I said, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give everything to this, this fire cycle. Talk to my recruiter. I said, I know I wanted, I wanted to get into the fire cycle, ma'am, you know, with all respect. I'm waiting for three to four months and you can't give me my match for my job. They call it the delayed entry program, mm -hmm. uh, something like that, future soldier program. And she was surprisingly understanding, you know, understanding about that. And she mm -hmm. goes, well, I think you have a better opportunity here. Let's just get you a discharge. And I was like, what? <laughs> you can do that? I thought you got to like, get in trouble to get discharged, you know? I can get in trouble too, but I'm just kidding. But yeah, so it turned out to be that. And... Um, I had to sign my papers to officially sever from, um, I guess there's two parts of swearing in. There's mm -hmm. the first part and, and then the second part before you go to basic and that's the one that locks you in. So I had signed the first part but never the second. Ah, oh, okay. And so they were able to do something and I, I signed the papers um, and then I just gave it the, sh you know, everything towards the, uh, towards the fire cycle and when I got, finally got word that I got selected, it was, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. I remember like getting the letter. The letter is the coolest part about getting selected because you hear, oh, you got selected, <laughs> word of mouth, and you're like, just shut up. I didn't get selected. I ain't doing, I ain't, I want to see black and white. Okay. I remember the, I forget her name, but her, she's somewhere up in headquarters, Guam Fire Department headquarters, but she's like that lady that always called you saying that, oh, you're invited to the interview. Oh, you're, you know, and when she says, hey, you got to come pick up your acceptance letter. I was like, <laughs> in my car and I just like put the phone down for a second I was like yelling like you know top of my lungs called my dad called everybody and it was uh, from that moment I was like oh let's get let's, let's rock this you know so nice it was fun. and you know um, I had seen somewhere on social media um, someone that also is from the 21 21 uh, 21st fire cycle that on by I think May 29th it would mark your one year of full training like i guess since you started training right. is that true yeah approximately uh i want to say somewhere around this time of the year last year we were getting in so that was i believe ours was there's two waves that came in mm -hmm. so there was a wave of uh the first batch of the 21st cycle which was i believe may 29th and so and then my batch which is another 20 20 of us or so um we came in two weeks later or so. I, I can't remember the exact date, but um, but yeah, so it was around this time last year, almost exactly. You know, and then, you know, getting the acceptance and then, you know, get, and of course there's, I guess, a process, you know, you have to mm -hmm. take care of whatever you need to take care of. And then on that first day when you show up, and you're in that room with, or you're, you're amongst the others that were selected, mm -hmm. just like, unlike, you know, going to like your first day of class, mm -hmm. I mean, were there were there nerves, or was it more excitement? Uh, for me, it was it was both. I guess you know, it's excitement. You don't want to be overzealous about mm -hmm. it and just like get out and like rub people the wrong way. So at the, at the same time, you get in and you just kind of like put your back to the corner and mm -hmm. you see what am I working with, you know. So that's my, that was my mentality for like the first couple weeks, and then you know we obviously know you know some of us here mm -hmm. and there we get we create our clicks and then we're like uh oh, whatever so i want to say the first week or so you you kind of sit back and observe 
but then the academy kind of brings you together you know yeah because you know i see and seeing that um you know just like the the camaraderie you know people would assume that oh it's you know competition but really you guys were all you know you guys are mm. the selected mm. bunch right and that you guys are all working towards a common goal which is to graduate and become a firefighter and at some point you know you you need to work together to get to that end goal mm-hmm. and um I know that when interviewing some of um, your fellow cycle mates, you know, they said that, you know, when it came time to studying, you know, I mean, while some people may choose to, you know, to study on their own, a lot of the times, you know, you guys had group sessions, um, you know, kind of helping people that had like certain weaknesses and things like that. I mean, obviously now you guys are all at, you know, within one of 12 fire stations do you still have because i know you guys had a whatsapp chat like a group <laughs> chat so i mean do you guys still kind of keep yeah. in touch no we still have our chat you know <laughs> 21st and it's kind of a thing you know but uh definitely it's it's one of those things where like i mentioned you the first day you step into class mm-hmm. you don't quite know anybody you don't know you know where these guys came from their background what they bring to the table and what they don't so the course of over the course of six months which was about the duration of our academy we went from you know complete like individuals kind of doing their own thing we call it freelancing right? In the fire department. <laughs> you don't want that nickname you know you don't want to be that guy that freelancer guy so they basically the academy is just designed the cadre staff it's designed to to create that scenario for you and that environment for the recruits to work together and play mm-hmm. off of each other's strengths. So if one guy was really good at EMS, emergency medical service stuff, but the other guy was weak in, or mm-hmm. the other guy was strong in fire, you know, the fire background, you'd get that study group together mm-hmm. and, hey dude, go up to the board and show us what you know. Yeah. And we'd do it, you know, for months, months at a time, weeks. And then um, that's really now that they've, created that in the academy you see it also in the field it's the same thing we're not yes we have a competitive spirit but when we get to that scene that's chaotic you know who is who can do what and you know the abilities of your crew mm-hmm. and a good crew will just kind of flow naturally you see something that's not being taken care of you don't need to talk to each other it's just like one of those things that click yeah instinct yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it's fun like in that matter and um yeah so uh I don't know. I can talk all day about that. <laughs> no, no, and that's the whole point, you know, to get it out there because I know, you know, and I've been speaking with with some of my friends and and even you know some of my family members that are still kind of uncertain of what they want to do. But then the topic of, oh, you know, I'm going to apply for for you know for the next fire cycle, mm-hmm. you know, would come up, and I would encourage them to do it you know uh, but i also tell them too that it's not you know <laughs> it's you know it's you have to put in the work yeah. you know and not just physical but you know also you know mental and mm-hmm. and and everything um because i think it takes a certain type of person to to be a firefighter you know mm-hmm. you know for the most part when there's a fire there's the people that are running, running out <laughs> there's the people running in and then you know looking through the training you know because i still have like the footage yeah. you know i can't part with it because yeah. there's just we we covered a lot of that right. stuff and i you know i saw like you know it was it wasn't it was very hard mm-hmm. i mean at any point during the course where during the, the academy were there moments where you, you felt like a bit discouraged or you like you felt like it was more than you like you bit off more than you could chew uh i don't want to say bit off more than i could chew 
um, I, I want to say perhaps that the the environment that was they created for us was high stress, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but just knowing that you're in there with forty <laughs> others, you know, that are just in the same grind, and you know, you can kind of lean on each other and be like, man, I'm, I'm today, I'm not yeah. really feeling it. It's really tough today for you know one reason or another. I clocked personally. I've, I clocked about fourteen to sixteen hour days for the entire duration of the academy and that means getting off at you know five or seventeen hundred and and going home shining boots for the first hour and then you got to hit the books and you're just kind of like dead tired you got to manage your family as well and so yes it does take that you know that that and that family unit to support you Mm -hmm. so man it was such a cool thing and it was like we my family came became closer you know in those times because they were like all kind of like we know he's going through that you know so let's let's support him and uh, but I want to say that the confidence from the cadre staff because they said they know we can do it mm-hmm. although they're not gonna <laughs> coddle you yeah. you know they're not gonna say oh you know come here cram my shoulder that's not their job yeah. you can see it in their you know in their uh, the way they come around us like it's hard but every other cycle before you did it what makes you special mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's that's the way i approached it and yeah. it's not something that i bit off more than i can chew but that i had to adapt to it because there's a there's a learning and a growing process in it and you're just a probie you know yeah. so what do you know <laughs> you, just, you bring a and i saw back. it too and i saw what you guys had to go through yeah, with the cadre so i i totally i completely understand and the thing about it too is that you know they're there they're not there to discourage you mm-hmm. you know they're there to push you and and, and push you to to show you how far you can go and, and what your limits are and you know when you hit those limits and everything and mm-hmm. they're like see you did it and you didn't you know you didn't exactly. you didn't exactly. fail you didn't die you know and so many of us have pushed beyond that mm-hmm. that wall you want to call it you hit the wall right in running or whatever sport you might have came from and then you get that second wind or something mm-hmm. and that's what dri- drove us throughout you know the uh the tough times and, you know, and, and, of course, there's a physical aspect of, you know, it's one thing where you're having to get, you know, obtain, you know, soak in all this knowledge for, you know, the EMS side. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, there's a physical part of it. I guess to prep, what did you, did you have, like, a routine to kind of get you yeah. set? Uh, prior to the, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, generally, I've been, you know, active, that mm-hmm. active uh, person. Uh, I have a background in soccer. I played for the Guam national team, you know, growing up. And uh, unfortunately, I had to walk away from that and, like, you know, earn some money. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like, uh, I love it, but don't pay the bills. Yeah, you know, it was, it was uh, one of those things where, um, yeah, I just didn't see much more going on, at least in terms of making, real, you know, some money and uh, being, you know, financially stable. So, um yeah uh there there was an aspect that i brought i had something this this uh, foundational mindset of being physical for this job and uh, i've reached out to others uh, who were already firefighters and saying hey what i need to be where i need to be at before the academy Mm -hmm. what do do i need to learn like in a fresh seat like all this stuff they know Mm -hmm. they said just basically keep in shape Mm -hmm. do do something make sure you're not coming in and being you know so out of shape uh so i would uh, I would run daily and do the basic things that you you would assume you'd be doing. We're doing a lot of running, doing a lot of push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and, and the whole gamut, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I absolutely came in pretty pretty tip-top, I want to say. 
and you know then during and you know as you um got closer and closer towards graduation i mean was it did was there like a, a sense of you know anxiousness like i want you know i want to get to that mm. to, you know to to that stage you know mm. and be and be pinned um was it to the point where it like I almost because you know for some when they're getting closer and closer to graduation they they start to feel like some sort of anxiety mm -hmm. you know like you know am i am i ready for this um is there something that i'm missing mm -hmm. that you know i mean was that something for you or were you like no oh, graduation i want it yeah. to come and then uh, just point me to the direction exactly. of the station that i'm assigned yes. to and let's that do was, it that was more so my mentality the anxiety came with the test taking mm -hmm. we were you know required to be nationally certified in ems and fire and we had a small window i believe that was the time you were coming around mm -hmm. with the interviews so we were like oh my god you know, <laughs> we got media on our back we got bc no pressure cadre <laughs> cadre cruise and i just don't know what to do right now and then i had to you know so more so the anxiety came from like the test taking mm -hmm. and, the, and the pressure of that on top of the regulars the regular things that you had to do just mm -hmm. for the academy in general um, closer to grad though we would be like oh my god this thing is flying <laughs> you know my I, I would get in with like two other guys the first we were the first two or three guys in the morning all the time like an hour hour and 15 early just getting our stuff ready and uh, it was Will Navarre he's a 21st cycle as well good buddy and uh, closer to grad would be like I can't believe you know we're like mm. rolling ourselves and, like, <laughs> cutting strings and making sure we look good for morning inspection and we'd be like dude we got two more weeks you know and we're like oh man I can't believe this is happening and uh, we're, th it was exciting really exciting but I really just wanted to know what station I was going to um, yeah I think more so um, not so like anxious excited though yeah you know and the thing about it was that the so this the new special came out in december um graduation was towards a lot the latter part of november and then i th and then i think like maybe like a week after that was when you were assigned um so roughly it's been like almost five months yeah since, since you guys have mm -hmm. kind of settled into like the stations and everything mm -hmm. and i guess going into the first day as much as you were saying you were excited to head in you know um heading in again was it like butterflies not knowing i mean i'm sure you hadn't you were a little bit aware of like you know who is with within the guam fire department mm -hmm. i'm sure they you know they introduced you know some of the firefighters that have been there but um was there um any kind of butterflies when you going like yeah going to the yeah. kind of mm -hmm. i yeah i want to say it was a bit of butterflies but um you know and then you get on to you, you get in and they're walking you around your station hey there's your bunk mm -hmm. you know do's and don'ts you don't know if they're you're out of the academy right but you're expecting to like still like calling everyone sir sir sir, or sir. stopping until yeah. you like, <laughs> like dude stop calling me sir you're, you're not in the academy anymore like mm, you know your shoes are super shiny and you're still wet behind the ears so really uh i want to say i was excited and i was just kind of i don't know i was just getting closer to graduation i was just ready to ready to roll and get the experience get the experience in and just uh get to meet the crew the crew is super super acceptive um and uh, yeah they just welcome me like uh they would any other brother or sister you know and four or five months now and we're like oh my gosh it's so 
It's so ridiculous. <laughs> what goes on at the station is like where uh, you're with these guys for 24 hours, you know, and it's just like the things that you do within that 24 hours just get, makes you closer from training to teasing each other, you know. Mm-hmm. It never stops. It's a fraternity of sorts, you mm-hmm. know. So there's some good good old joking and, uh, you, you know, now that we're more comfortable with them, we, we're throwing it back just as good <laughs> as they are. I don't want to say just as good, but we're, we're learning. So we're learning all around just like how to conduct yourself and, you know, in the academy, there was 45 of us mm-hmm. total. Uh, three came back from their deployments are still making their way back and they always emphasize you guys are so tight now with your your cycle mates right now you got to go out to the station and you become tight with your brothers now brothers and sisters we went from 45 to 240 or 50 or so uh, other gfd firefighters so that's the mentality that they they say now and and the other thing that kind of took me back was the older um, more senior guys would call me bro yeah. like hey brother come here come here little brother you know and they'd like, let me show you the ropes yeah because i was going to say that too you have you have your new you know you have your newbies you have yeah. the newest cycle and you have those that have been around maybe like for a little bit over a decade mm-hmm. and then you got those that are like pushing like near thir- you know almost three decades mm-hmm. of service mm-hmm. and so you have these 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 experiences that vary among mm-hmm. like your you know i guess pearls of wisdom mm-hmm. I guess you could say um, I mean have they been have you have you gotten that from your from your uh, your group your, your 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 platoon yeah yeah so we have um, at my station we're about a five-man crew mm-hmm. so that ranges from a captain to a lieutenant and then you know the rest of us are firefighter ones so absolutely you got that uh, institutional knowledge of you know and 50 60 70 years just within your station between the five you know five guys and you got to pick their brains and that absolutely it's the same thing in the academy one of them is really good in one thing mm-hmm. and the other isn't really good in another and you just you have 24 hours to pick their brain <laughs> you know yeah. i think they get irritated for me because i'm like <laughs> Can you just relax? You know, like there's you're. It's only the first. It's only eight o'clock. And you're going crazy already. So like, get them up and sweep, or you know, do all that stuff. Go cook, you know. And so, I gotta kind of pace myself with it. But yeah, they're absolutely, yeah, really receptive to us. Um, you know, train your probie, and you won't have a lot of liability in the uh, chaotic scenes or the real emergencies. Yeah. Can I just say though that I think your cadres disciplined you all well because when you were talking about like referring to like the, your fellow firefighters like by sir, like even outside when I would bump into some of your cycle mates and even I even called you out on it when you were, would call me ma'am. I'm like, no, just call me Joan. Just call me Joan. No need to call me ma'am. Um, but you know that's good because it, it they created like this routine mm-hmm. for you guys to kind of follow and it just happened to kind of you know mm. um go outside of the of the academy but um so you know you guys are situated in your stations and everything and, and we we hear it on the news you know we've covered grass fires there have been structure fires you know fire season has been no joke right. you know um and in all of it you know it can get sh- it can get stressful mm. you know on your i guess how do you what do you do to de-stress after a, a, a crazy you know shift well there's you know obviously you gotta you gotta find your way to de-stress right and i find it i find it right now that uh i can always you know being tomorrow and growing up here on the island it's always i go back to my family mm-hmm. you know i constantly have to check in on them and you know it's just one of those things where i find a lot of peace from that 
Uh, also, we live on a paradise island. Get to the beach, and you know, I'm an outdoor. I'm always outside. So just go and have fun. Uh, work out. I, I like to work out. I like to swim, and being around, you know, outside. Um, that really, that's my medium. Others have different ways, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then, you're, you're, we have two platoons off of Bravo, right? Mm -hmm. So these guys that are on Bravo platoon, like I am, get we, we get together, we talk about, you know, you know, have a barbecue and, you know, and a couple of drinks or something like that. And, you know, we, we get together and we have, a, we build the camaraderie there. We'll talk about a scene, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you, you don't want, really want to take all that of to that the, home. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while it'll come up, right? And we're firefighters, you know, it's in our blood, kind of, it's, it's just like something that you have a hard time maybe putting, you know, leaving at work, mm -hmm. but uh, I guess for myself, that's what I, I do, you know, mm -hmm. um, my family, uh, getting out to, you know, go hiking or swim, trailing, fishing, I do, you, you kind of do it all, and that yeah. really puts me back at my center, so it re-energizes me, and a good friend, you know, absolutely, uh, just kind of going through through it that way that's the way i do it yeah and you know and then doing kind of like the on you know um 24 hour shift and go you know being off and then going back on to 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 shift i guess how do you find balance how do you find like time for your family mm -hmm. but you know because it, it, it can you know it can weigh on you like mm -hmm. work work wise you know like sometimes you're, you're just exhausted right i guess how do you find balance are you still or is that something that you're kind of still working on uh, I, well, firefighter schedules are really unique, right? You don't know. Yes, <laughs> uh, 24 hours, but we work about 10 days out of the, the month, mm -hmm. just to give you an idea, right? So that equates to about five days out of your pay period. So seven, you know, 14 days, you work five. If there's overtime to be made and earned, then you can, you can work up to, I believe, seven days out of the 14, which means you're 24 on, 24 off, 24 on for two weeks. Now that's probably the the one that we can get to, but uh, fortunately we have that great you know that that schedule afforded to us where you have two or three days, a patch of two or three days to relax, you know. So in those days you can I heard it put some way recently where there's rest where you need you're just tired and sleep and there's rest where you need like just total peace and kind of like remove yourself from the chaos, mm -hmm. uh, whatever it might be like familial obligation parties oh my gosh you know you gotta go to a financial <laughs> got a rosary you got a fundraiser and that's like a weekly thing mm -hmm. and so yeah it can get you know in the, the obligation but you know every once in a while you just gotta stand it stand up for yourself and say i got i gotta recharge mm -hmm. so that's those are my ways and um it might not be the same for everybody but i guess you know i it found that balance i know myself that much to say that this is the point and i have to draw back a bit so those are the ways i do it yeah. and i think a lot of you the, from the cycle are still kind of riding that that adrenaline or that that high mm -hmm. so to speak because i will see and i won't i won't mention names but i'm <laughs> sure that when they hear this they'll probably know who i'm talking about but i will see like someone that will work a shift and then they get off but they're back you know they're they either you know they they feel that they could learn more you know they could you know find out more they're just you know go find themselves back find their way back to to the station yeah. even though they're off mm -hmm. and um and i'm like man I, you know and I, I joke with them and i'm like go home and you know and i guess it's just because yeah. of that like you mentioned like yeah. the camaraderie and 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 
and and that that um that urge to kind of find out more you know like yeah. you guys right now like the cycle the 21st cycle are like sponges and then yeah. you know these these people that these firefighters that have been here for decades mm-hmm. you know you're just absorbing that knowledge mm-hmm. from them because you know in time um and you know it's no it's no um it's it's no surprise that like every year there's x amount of firefighters that retire right. you know because it's it's time you know they've been in there for decades mm-hmm. um but you know with the new administration i know one of the goals or one of the things that they wanted to do is find funding for a new fire cycle mm-hmm. because even though you know we had um 44 come out into the stations yeah. we're still we're still you still you're you know you're still needing more because of the retirement and then those you know being deployed um and i guess for those that maybe find themselves in your position before you know before you even got into the cycle and you know those that are maybe you know maybe i should try it Mm -hmm. or you know maybe it's something that i'm interested in i guess what is something that you could say to them because obviously you've been in their shoes what could you say to them to encourage them and and to put in the work throw a wide net out get out and meet any and everybody that you know who's a firefighter or somewhere in the even in a similar occupation Uh, constantly meet new people get out there I I volunteered with Richard Burkhart Mm -hmm. he was a he has uh, German shepherds who occasionally would go out and assist and yeah. uh, and look for missing people or whatnot. It's those little things that constantly added up over my journey of 11, 12 years trying to get into the fire department. Um, making making connections with people who of influence in the fire service. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I have I have I have over ten applications for the fire service, and not just. You know, they were they were in somewhere in California, uh, volunteer services in Cali, looking at you know other places like Georgia, where my grandfather's from, and they were like, hey, we'll host you. You can come over here, get this you know training, and move back to the island. You know, there's 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 a lot that you can you can do to approach it. But me, I that's the way I did it. I looked at people and I said, I am your guy that you want. Mm-hmm. Not 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 you know cocky. I was just like, I this is my background. Okay, I put myself through. The EMT course, there's several of us that did it, you know, and you just constantly look for those opportunities on this island. And when you when you come across that person who has that ability to make that decision, they're, they'll, they'll never forget you. And um, I found myself in those situa- situations many times over the years, and I just I constantly threw out, I put myself out there. And they never, I don't think they forgot me. Mm-hmm. And when it came time that I finally got in, that's what, that's the, that was the driving factor behind my, my push, my everything. Anybody that knows me, uh, I mean, I, I have two speeds. It's just complete. I'm going all, the, I'm going 100% or, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to attempt or uh, there's no middle ground for mm-hmm. me. So, and I, ha- I, dr- I get all those, those uh, I get all that inspiration and the motivation from that time when I was not in the fire department, but I was looking from the outside in saying one day, every day, you know, I would kind of like one day, I would keep reminders around my, in my car. I had my NREMT patch on my dashboard, uh, stuff like that, you know, in 2000 and 
17, I assisted a downed, a downed uh, motorist. The lady found out who I was, and unfortunately, the gentleman passed away. But the lady found out who I was. She, uh, I was the first one to actually give care to the gentleman. As a lay rescuer, I, I carried a uh, pocket mask in my car and gloves. That's all I had, and nobody wanted to touch him. I said, I just got out of the civilian EMT course. I'm getting, I'm, I'm treating this guy. And so stuff like that. She wrote me a really nice letter. I still have it up to today. I kept it on my desk when I was still at my prior occupation. And it's just those constant reminders throughout the day. And then you meet somebody like, oh, I might have an opportunity for you. Go meet this guy. It was like that. That, mm -hmm. that, was, that was the, the forward progression. Little steps, little steps here and there that just kind of kept me going. And I know exactly the feeling. It sucked for me passing by station one to move. You're at Route 1 intersection going to eat Sakura or something at GPO, and you're looking over at the station. They're washing the rig, and you're just like, I hate those guys. I want to beat them so bad. Their job looks so fun. You know, so it's, it's that stuff that kept, mm -hmm. kept me going. It was, it was really a, and that's why I say it's just when you finally get the opportunity, if you do, if you are that lucky bunch, and it's just such an emotional roller coaster, even before you get into the, the academy once you get in you're my that one speed came out of me all the time everyone in my cyclists <laughs> know me for that just all all or nothing kind of thing and uh yeah so if anybody's out there and they're they're getting that cold feet and just like itchy you know you want to get out throw a wide web it might not be here on this island but if you want to be a firefighter or in this service you will find a way to get somewhere mm. and uh, maybe you got to move abroad for a bit and come back. Maybe you, that might be your, your option, which is what I was saying I considered in the beginning of this podcast. And I, I, I told myself that's what I'm going to do. So you'll make a way uh, if you really want to. And you know, the thing about it, too, is that the people that, I've, that have been featured on this podcast, like and, and like I said, entrepreneurs, you know, athletes, um, artisans, um, they all had different journeys you know mm -hmm. to 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 chasing their dream and while that differed one thing that they you all have in common is that no one's road was like this smooth you know it was like it was, you know to one direction and everything like that it there were bumps there were obstacles mm -hmm. and um there are things that could get in your way that could you know may sometimes discourage people um but it's overcoming that and and trying to find like you like with you putting the stuff around you like constant reminders mm -hmm. like this is what i need mm -hmm. to get to you know my end goal and for like businesses it was surrounding themselves with like like-minded people mm -hmm. you don't want people with negative tones Absolutely. you know around you like mm -hmm. so, you know maybe you should try mm -hmm. you know going into to this maybe if, you know firefighting is kind of like you know a stretch for you mm. um it's it's like just keeping your eye on the prize and and you know just going for it full on you know and and i guess you know and i'm hoping you know and i'm sure because you do keep in touch with their your cycle and i'm hoping that they are experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing mm -hmm. you know that they're 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 getting that knowledge from their fellow uh their fellow firefighters and their station and and they're getting that knowledge and you know they're getting that experience out on the field and and during runs and everything and i still remember maybe it was a a week after i think a week after you guys were assigned and you were already in the stations and i was actually at gmh uh, for a family emergency and i was outside 
waiting at the ER GMH. And then a medic pulls up and I see you and one of the other cycle mates like come out. And I remember like, I remember you guys turning and seeing me, and they're like, "I like, I wonder if they think that I'm still like, I'm <laughs> still feeling like filming them like for like a like a post episode or something." And that's why I was like, when when you guys looked, I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not recording you guys. <laughs> I'm here for something else." Yeah, but seeing that. you seeing you guys get down and tend to the patient and you know and do all that stuff, it was almost like like kind of like one of those like proud like proud mama moments proud kind of thing like when you, when you see them it's like it's one thing to see them <laughs> yeah. doing like the work the classwork, and yeah. then seeing like all this stuff but then to like see you guys in like the uniforms and seeing you guys responding it was just like wow like yeah. to, to see that journey and then to see it like that mm-hmm. I, and it's really cool and, and I still remember during the um, during the during your cycle and I had an opportunity well several opportunities to interview um, your cadre uh, battalion chief Dean Uggen Mm -hmm. I would always ask him like well you know does this bunch look like you know they're ready they're ready Mm -hmm. to go to the stations and he's like you know I have no doubt in my mind that these guys are ready to go and he goes and I'm almost certain that on their first day you know at their station respective station they are going to be, you know be called on a run they're going to get busy and they're going to you know get that that rush that you know that thing that they've been training for and he he was like definitely these guys are you know good to go right. and um and that's why it's always neat to kind of see you guys as especially from like a news perspective to see you guys out responding because it's like hey, right. you guys did it right, right. you know mm-hmm. And I mean, do you try often? Because I know all of you. I think that was one of the things that kind of stood out about your cycle was that um, you didn't just have like a certain age group. Mm-hmm. You guys varied in age. Right. You know, I, I had the opportunity to interview like the oldest, and I think the oldest was forty-four, <laughs> yeah. and like, the youngest was nineteen, I believe, yes. nineteen or twenty, and. Um, and then you know, then you then you see like these, you know, these young guys, and you know, these they have like these family, you know, they're they're married and they have mm-hmm. kids, and then it just like all of them had like I think all of you had like really great like story, you know, stories mm-hmm. as to why you decided or why you wanted to become a firefighter, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and then you know just to see you guys out and you guys succeeding, it's totally awesome yeah. to see. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, is there, is there, um, I guess, you know, cause it's been a while, but have you, I mean, you know, in closing, is there any like shout outs that you wanted to get out to maybe oh, like, man, you know, how long do we have? <laughs> <You know? laughs> of course the Academy staff, right. Uh, all the cadre, BC again, uh, uh, Captain St. Nicholas, Lieutenant Joseph Blonde, cadre, um, Norman Cruz and everybody behind the scenes, you know, just pushing us forward and encouraging us along the way. Uh, for me, my, it's my family, you know, my dad, my mom, most especially, and you know, all of them just kind of like came around and just, you know, just focus in. Mm-hmm. You're almost there, kind of thing. And uh, when you actually get that response from these people around you that were aside, lo- alongside you when you're in that time, you're like, wow. And and then when you finally graduate and showing them, you know, it's like the gift, your gift back to them when you get to, you know, when they see you get pinned. And then, furthermore, you know, we're, we, um, we, we uh, this job is bigger than ourselves. You know, this is, we're public servants. 
and above all when you are like dead tired and stuff there's this this service is bigger than you you are a small part in this so that constant reminder and uh, just moving forward I'm a big forward mover I'm all about forward progression if it's small it's small but those over time are um, they make they make a lot um, and I have really good friends who I keep in contact with and there's about five of them. None of them are even here on this island mm. anymore, but we make time. Those are those are some of my good friends, those shout outs. I owe to them because over the years, they encouraged me. They've, um, so, you know, Jolan and Robbie Deguzman, Dom Gaudia, uh, Paul Neves, um, Eric Mundo, if I'm missing anybody else, you know, like, <laughs> those, these are all my homies that all really super solid guys that I can always go back no matter where they're at in this, the world and you know we can we can rap uh, that, those are my shout outs for now if I'm missing anybody I'm so sorry <laughs> Joan said we don't have three he'll hours. text it to me and I'll make sure to yeah. include it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but thank you so much Elias Absolutely. for coming in and sharing your story and, and, and it's, it was also a great way to kind of like catch up and see like how yeah. it's been since since going reporting to the station and and, you know, if you guys haven't um, had the opportunity to watch it, um, you know, you can go to uh, youtube.com slash KUM News and just look for the playlist, the first in playlist, and the whole show is there. And you can take a look at what these guys, uh, what the cycle had to endure, what they had to overcome in order to, to become firefighter ones at, with the Guam Fire Department. And um, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the KUM Podcast Network on SoundCloud. Until then, adios.